a mess. How you doing, Maurice? I'm surviving. You're surviving? Yes. I don't have the coronavirus uh, just yet. I will survive. We're going to get through. We will. We Wash will. your hands. Yes. Cover your mouth when you cough and sneeze. <laughs> Did you self-quarantine? What does that even mean? What's the definition? It just means, you know, selectively choosing to be by yourself. Does that mean no hookups? The gays are, like, going crazy. Because <laughs> apparently, like, I, I guess people are getting, like, warnings on, like, Grindr. Yes, and, honey. Um, I, all the apps. my scruff, honey. It Ooh. was, like, COVID-19. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. But they're saying, um, you know, stay in. Just don't be in a, crowds a bunch of people. Don't, you know, be out and about. Damn. Orgy canceled. Oh. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> Stop. But yeah, um, like the concerts are getting canceled. I know. The NBA postponed the entire season. Spring um, tryouts or the spring, what is it? Tryouts for what? Not tryouts. What do they call it for baseball? Like spring training? Spring training, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think they're postponing like the hockey games too. Yeah. It's crazy because like Wendy Williams canceled her live audience. Like I'll be getting dressed for work. Good morning, America. Cancel live audience. It's just like everything's on pause. You know, the world in the way as we know it is like, hold up. Wait. <laughs> it's real. Shit, Shit is getting, getting real. real. I think, you know, it's out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> People are taking it to the extreme, I think. Doing the most. Doing the absolute most. While simultaneously doing the least. At the same time. <laughs> but people are still, like, going out to, like, the clubs and the bars and... I don't know. I mean, that phase of my life is over. No, it um, ain't. Bitch, when's the last time you caught me in anybody's club? Well, you'd be passed out. Stop. But, I mean, is the coronavirus a concern? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Should we take it serious? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Have people irked my last fucking nerve? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that further in the show. Mm-hmm. But um, my weekend, given the coronavirus, is kind of chill. I went to the gym, which is now closed due to coronavirus. <laughs> um, I washed my car. Oh, I, I've been reading my new book from a new book club. I'm reading Ta-Nehisi Coates, The Water Dancer. My mom got that book. Oh, did she like it? Mm-hmm, she loved it. Oh, my God. She read it in like a couple hours. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was pretty much it. My weekend was pretty chill. It was not a self-quarantine. I guess it was a social distancing? Same. Same? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to know, like, I'm very big on definitions. Like, mm-hmm. well, what does that mean? Well, <clears throat> social distancing is more like, you can still go out. You just have to stay away from people. So, like, they say you can still, like, go for a run or go okay. for a walk. And but solitude. just don't, yeah, but just don't get within a meter of another person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And don't touch things. And wash your hands. Okay. Um, oh, I did go to the store this weekend. Um, <laughs> that was an adventure. Um, the grocery store was out of like all meat, all bread, all eggs, all milk. You know the staples. Well, you shop at Aldi though. That's why. Everything was cleaned out. Mm-hmm. Um, thank goodness for that good old Sam's Club card though. Oh, you have one? <laughs> yes. It okay. came through. Oh, okay. Because you know you have to have like a card. But they don't do there. the samples anymore. They don't. Mm, but that's wow. good because... Coronavirus, <laughs> right? But um, but even Sam's Club, it wasn't hit as bad as the normal grocery stores, but it still oh. was hit a little bit. It's an access membership. 
Right. Yeah. Um, so I was able to get some things I needed from there, and I supplemented mm-hmm. with ShopRite and Aldi and things I was able to get. Um, still looking for toilet paper, though, so if anyone has some. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm using these wipes right now for the, uh, for the Freshy Fresh. I also ordered a bidet. Oh, you don't have one? No, I don't. Um, oh, you have one, bitch? We have three. Oh, you bougie bitch. <laughs> exactly. So mine is from Tushy, but it's like an attachment that you attach like underneath the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. And like you hook it into the water line. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a little um, spa feature where you can like heat warm the water. To, oh, to, to, like, no, ma'am. You don't want warm water on your booty hole? But is it electric? It's like, I don't know if it's electric. Where the, how does it warm the water? I don't know. See, you got to be asking these questions. That's a good question, though. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it. But it warms the water and just sprays the water on your booty. And then I feel like you could just take a, a smaller amount of toilet paper and just pat dry. No, you actually use more. Because, really? yeah, so you're supposed to wipe, then bidet, then, then dry. Yeah. Oh, and I guess it's unsanitary to have like a bidet towel. <laughs> no, because actually, if you're in Europe, you have, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like an intimate um, soap. Basically, is what it translates to, mm-hmm. and so it's like a it's a more gentle version of the soap that you um, like use to like shower. It's like body wash before your private areas. Oh, like honey so it's pot. a little bit yeah. So it's a little <laughs> bit more um, you know for your more sensitive areas, and so you use it for that area, and you're supposed to have like booty a, hole or your vagina. Oh, sorry. If it's I'm sorry you know, for our listeners <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> then you just kind of like pat dry with like a towel. Um, here in the U.S., we don't have bidets that much, right? So it's a lot. People just use a lot more tissue. So, okay, so I've been to your house. Mm-hmm. So your a bidet is on your toilet though, because you don't have like two separate things. Correct. Yeah, oh, right. it's it's like a seat attached. Because anytime I've used a bidet, it's always mm-hmm. been like a totally separate contraption. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Where, like yeah. you sit on the toilet and then you gotta like shuffle over like, to the bidet, <laughs> pivot over. <laughs> yeah, because the first time I used one, I was in Dominican Republic. And we were at this resort, and I was like, oh, shit, it got a bidet. <laughs> I felt so fancy. Well, at but least I, you didn't think it was a water fountain. But I didn't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to, like, the real bidets where it's, like, separate, you have to, like, get the water pressure uh-huh. and the temperature kind of right. And so you're kind of, like, spraying water everywhere. But I guess if you're used to using one, you kind of know how to use it. Because right. you're actually supposed to face the wall. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense for the trajectory of the water. Yeah, because otherwise it's not angled the right way or whatever, but yeah. Well, we need to get them here in America. I think that we should make this change after the uh, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It just seems cleaner. You it is, because movie. when I was in, like I said, when I was in DR, you know, you could like, we were at an all-inclusive resort, and mm-hmm. so, you know, you could eat. You go to the beach, you might have to, you know, go to the bathroom real quick. Mm-hmm. And you feel so much cleaner. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, like, take a full shower. Right. And it's not like you go into the beach with, like, the mud butt. You can, like, not mud butt, ew. You can, like, clean and, like, feel fresh and, like, not have to take a full right. shower. Right, because even, like, you wipe with tissue paper, mm-hmm. there's still, like... Residue. Residue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Residue poo you know, you know Will I Am uh-huh. from Black Eyed Peas? He said he couldn't date a woman. And I was like, ooh, you date women? Ooh. But he said he couldn't date a woman who does not have um, a bidet or baby wipes in her house. Otherwise, it's like if you try to clean up um, a chocolate stain off of a floor, he's like, you have to have some moisture you do. in it. Because otherwise, you're just smearing it everywhere. Right. I totally it's agree. It's pretty much the same thing. 
Especially, and you don't know what someone's hair situation. Okay, yeah. we're getting way too deep into the booty. All right, so how was your weekend? It was good. I <laughs> didn't really do much either. Like, um, self quarantine or actually social distancing. I'm pretty introverted. You just said there was anyway. no difference. Well, I'm pretty introverted anyway. So it's like I was so happy that everybody was off the streets, staying home, and just being out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, but I did go to the grocery store. Um, Were you on... successful in your endeavors? Well, no, because they didn't have any milk, and like all the dry goods was gone. Like it was like no pasta, no canned, no canned vegetables. vegetables. Yeah, all the frozen foods. All the ice cream was gone, and then <laughs> we had to go to like three different stores because mm-hmm. we were looking. We were looking for milk. That was the thing, and so um, we went to Whole Foods. We went to Trader Joe's, and then last resort was um, Target. Target didn't have any milk either, but they did have toilet paper. And I got the last roll of Charmin. The last pack. Wow. I saw that on mm-hmm. uh, the, the Instagram. Yeah. They did have like that one ply, like Target brand. I'll tissue. take that. I'll take that. Listen. Oh, no, it ain't that. I was about serious. to take some toilet paper from now at the job. And you know, that's not the good shit either. <laughs> that big ass roll. <laughs> but I have a bag. Big how are you going to get it out of that thing? Oh, I know how. Oh, okay. You need the key. <laughs> No, ours doesn't have a key. Ours has a key. You had to talk to Sharon to get that. Oh, damn, Sharon. Sharon, hook me with the key. <laughs> Sharon at HR. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I only wipe in one of my functions, so. But still. Well, I have, I have, well, I was able to get um adult wipes at Sam's Club. <laughs> Bulk pack. Bulk pack. Okay. Big ass pack. Well. So, I mean, that, that'll get me through this crisis. Yeah. I mean, since you don't have a bidet. Right. You gotta I, do something. No. Well, the bidet's on its way. But you ain't got it yet. I know. And is it coming from China, girl? Oh, mm, gotta let it sit outside, mm-hmm. right? Spray the carbon with the light bulb. Spray it down. Stop. Well, let's hop into the next segment of the show. It's time for Whatcha Drinking? Tonight we have a <laughs> coronavirus inspired cocktail. Yes. It's called a Quarantini. Quarantini. Well, can I just say also, we're keeping up to date. Yes. Because. Staying current. In. Celebration of Patrick's Day. Shout out to all our Black Irish. Just Patrick, Saint Patrick. Is it Saint Patrick? You said Patrick. Oh, I said Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in celebration of that, tomorrow or, or on Tuesday, um, we were going to do a Shamrock Shake, but we had to cancel it. Since it's, I mean, Saint Patrick's Day is canceled. The parade is. I mean, the day is canceled. It's not. Yeah, the parade was supposed to be over the weekend, but they initially said they were still going to have it, but mm-hmm. then. Thankfully, the mayor came to his senses and he was like, okay, it's canceled. It's done. That's it. That's canceled. It's over. And so they didn't have it. Good. Which is good. That's fine. I mean, but they have Shamrock Shakes until April, so they we can do. still do it. Um, I did take my nephew for his first Shamrock Shake, though. And he did he enjoy it. it? Well, I just took him to McDonald's. I picked him up from his daycare. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, let me take you for a little treat. What do you want? He's like, I want a milkshake. Okay. So we went to McDonald's. And of course, they have like a big advertising for like mm-hmm. this big green milkshake. Green. And he's like Nasty. three. And he's like, I want the green one. A mess. And then I got one. And I realized how good they were. Mm-mm-mm. It's pure sugar. It, it, it was so good, though. We got smalls. You know, watching the waistline. Oh, okay. I used to get them um, all the time, like, because they only have it in March. And so my friend Jennifer and I, we used to, like, <laughs> have this thing where as soon as it came out, we would go and get one. Uh-huh. But I haven't gotten one in, like, a long, long time. Oh, well, I should go get one for old time's sake. Yeah, maybe. Oh. I should, because actually, um, 
my grandfather's birthday was March 17th. Oh. Yeah, and this year he would have been 100 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was born 1920, <gasps> March 17th, 1920. Wow. And, you know, just for the nostalgia, he loves St. Patrick's Day. My favorite color is green. Completely random uh-huh. um, association because I didn't know, like, uh, I guess when you're younger, you're like, oh, you know, what's your favorite color? My favorite color was green. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't really realize that his birthday was St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. And he had this green tuxedo he would put on on his birthday. Aww. He had this, like, green, um, you know, those, like, top hats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would say, like, Happy St. Patrick's Day and stuff. So Aww, it's always tomorrow. nostalgic for my granddaddy. Oh. Yeah. So you might be asking what a quarantini is comprised of. This week's drink is vodka or gin. I think I prefer the vodka. I actually we're having vodka this week because I just wasn't sure how gin would mix. But it is vodka, uh, some honey, also some lemon, and then you can also add some vitamin C from a vitamin C packet. <laughs> you know they have like emergency, just a powdered vitamin C that you take. Yeah. Um, airborne. You know, airborne. You can rim the glass also of it the... like a martini, like a lemon drop. Yeah. Works beautifully. For those noon tablets. Noon? Yeah, they have them in Whole Foods. Oh, is that like the weight it's... loss thing? They do have a weight loss one, I think. Okay. But it's in... No, that's Noom. Oh, Noom. M. Yes. Yeah. It's in like a little plastic cylinder and mm-hmm. it has like tablets in it. Okay. dissolve in water. Well, let's hop into the categories for this week. It's time for... Category, category is... So, obviously, we're talking about the thing that has been dominating the news, the airwaves, the internets, mm-hmm. and that is the Rona. The Rona virus. The Rona. How have you been dealing with it, Maurice? You know, I've been fine, and it's not really been that bad, I think, but I was a public health major in college, so I understand epidemiology and, you know, disease progression and migration, all this stuff. So, for me, uh, I don't... I'm not surprised by anything that's happen, happening right now. Um, but I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of confusion and the media hype and the sensationalism is just taking over. I, I can agree. I mean, for me, in January, I watched that Netflix um, special or mm-hmm. series, Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Which you should not have watched that. But this is like early January. And I was like, hold up. I know we live in a global economy. Mm-hmm. China's a major, major player on the global stage. Mm-hmm. I just knew then. I was like, it's only a matter of time before it gets over here. Wow. And I was like, let me watch Pandemic. And it talked about H1N1, mm-hmm. um, SARS, SARS. Mar- MERS, which is Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, mm-hmm. and like all these other, you know, Ebola. Ebola. It talked about the, the Black Plague. <laughs> I mean, Spanish flu. <laughs> so I kind of got an understanding of how all these things, <clears throat> how all these things spread. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going to say because I'm not an expert in that area, mm-hmm. but it's essentially the same. Like, well, and how yeah. like the, the virus is more often spread mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh shit, it's, it's coming from America. Yeah. And we ain't prepared. It was only a matter of time before it got here. Um, H1N1 or SARS, they didn't really impact us as much. Mm-hmm. And but I do think part of it is that the social media is popping off now. So that can like stoke the flames and people's fears and misinformation is just rampant. The shit that people have sent to me mm-hmm. has been everything from like utter ridiculous to insane. Yeah. Like I've, I've had people send me things like "kill your pet." Yeah, like are you yeah. like are you serious? Like because this is only too. human to human. This yeah. is not like the bird flu where it's like bird to human, mm-hmm. like the avian flu. Like I've seen people say like, "Oh, you know, your pet can contaminate it." No, your pet cannot give this to you. 
yeah. or people saying well, things. Well, like the shelters are popping off too because people are dropping just off dropping their off their pets. I'm like, oh, I, I read online that. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's just like ridiculous to me how misinformed people are. Or people will be sending me alleged um, iOS press releases. And I'm this, this is the world from the World Health Organization, from the CDC. The CDC mm-hmm. is like a major health organization yeah, in the country in Atlanta. they're not going to type something up in iphone notes notes <laughs> <laughs> with typos right for dissemination yeah like and people are sending that out you know i've literally That's... got like official communic alleged official in air quotes mm-hmm. communication with it being called verona yeah. like but they got hashtags in it people mm-hmm. cannot discern what is like real, real. from what is mm-hmm. fake yeah and just stoking the flames and mm-hmm. that's concerning and people are dumb. Thank you. People That's are stupid. And I'm shocked. Honestly, I'm I scared. Preventative and pro- not even proactive. This is all reactive. It's reactionary right now. Um, but precautions mm-hmm. are being taken to kind of manage this virus. And I'm like the only asshole in the fucking meeting like asking questions. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And what does this mean? Have you thought about this? And we have thought about that? Mm-hmm. And it seems like I'm questioning myself. Like, am I fucking crazy? Because the world's going mad. Mm. And I'm like, I'm looking at the world like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? Why aren't we looking at the data, the information, and then up, 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 responding, acor- well, responding accordingly? And I understand an abundance of caution. We should be taking an abundance of caution. Mm-hmm. I think that there should not be school. I think that, you know. I don't think school's fine. Huh, you think school's fine? Mm-hmm. I just think of kids as having germs. So well, maybe that's I why think, I think school's not fine. <laughs> but, well, I think canceling school without a plan of where do these fucking kids going to go is the problem. Because... Right. <laughs> In Philly, mm, <laughs> them kids going to take it to the streets. To the streets. And just spread and, it even more. Yeah. But I think this this crisis is revealing a lot about how fucked up and inadequate and unprepared this country is. Like Even like oh. for school, like these, there's a lot of kids who are not going to be in school. And guess what? They're going to be missing meals. And who, oh, their, their, their well-being mm-hmm. is going to suffer as a result of not being in school. Yeah. And that's why the whole like immediate, oh, school's canceled. And people, like I said, they just don't have any plan for what mm-hmm. they're going to do. Like Now, you know, part of the everyone work from home thing is like, okay, you got to manage these fucking kids. Right. Because they're usually in school eight hours a day. Right. And now they're just going to be unsupervised. No, like even me and my one girlfriend, she actually works from home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the majority, like three out of five days of the week. Oh, nice. And um, But when she works from home, her, her kid's at school. Mm-hmm. But she's like, she had to like kind of send an email out to her colleagues letting them know like hey my my kid's here now mm-hmm. and i can't i have to still be present for her and still try to work so like you have to kind of like recalibrate the expectations exactly. of what i want to be able to, to deliver mm-hmm. um but people without fucking kids y'all expect us to be at work <laughs> talk about it <laughs> y'all expect us to be productive and Pro- shit. productive fuck that i told y'all before Fuck Child. them kids. I wish I could have a PTA meeting. <laughs> right. You know damn well you was not going down to the PTA meeting. Bring still. me the receipt. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that it's just, it's, it's bringing to light a lot of um the injustices in terms of access to healthcare. Okay, I, Bernie. You sound like Bernie at that debate, oh, girl. gosh. I'm on my AOC. <laughs> um, but, but, but it is. But let's be real. Like, access I mean, to healthcare. Access to food. Access to fucking toilet paper. I do not have toilet paper. Hmm. <laughs> should have planned better <laughs> listen 
I didn't expect that people would go out and be buying toilet paper. And that's the thing. <laughs> like stockpiling. Stockpiling and hoarding. But that's but that's not that's about price access, gouging. Right? Like and that and that's what I hate seeing. Like, I've seen you've well, seen so many videos on social media mm-hmm. of like someone with a cart full of toilet paper and just one person fighting them for like no. one roll. And it's funny though. And it do be funny. <laughs> but it's just like it speaks to a bigger issue. Well, but the thing you can't like ration toilet paper. And it, we live in this capitalistic you know, competitive society anyway. And so people are like, fuck you, bitch. I got here first. But you know what hit me, though? Because I have two sisters that have, um, you know, six and four and a half month year old. Okay. Year olds. Oh, my God. Year old. Oh, month olds. Mm-hmm. And my one sister was really concerned because she went to the store. And she's like, there's no more baby formula. No? Yeah. She's like, what am I going to do? Like, her baby needs formula. Oh, okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. the breastfeeding is not an option. And mm-hmm. the formula is needed. And it's like, when it gets down to that, it gets concerning and scary. Uh, yeah, but there'll be some tomorrow. There will be. Yeah, she went. She got her. She did. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, people are just taking it to the extreme, and I think that's part of the hysteria, also, because people are like, oh, I can't get no to- toilet paper, and all you know, all the milk is gone, and you know, we're just hyping it up. Like to that be... milk's gonna go bad. Right. You can't freeze milk, right? You can, but uh, uh, you don't have to do that. But it's just. People just need to calm down. I think because we are in such um, you need to calm down <laughs> unchartered like territory right now that people are just they just don't know what to expect, so right. they don't know how to react. And their main their primary reaction is let me get a bunch of shit just in case I can't anymore. Right. And you know, I mean, it's but understandable. That's operating from a place but... of panic and fear. But that's all we got. But, it, but, it, but it's real, right? Because yeah. I mean, I, I'm nervous too because I can say in my life, I've never experienced anything like this. Like for me, it's just, I feel like people need to think we're in a crisis mode. You buying up all the cleaning and sanitary products is, all, is not going to stop right. the virus. It's only going to contribute to its spread. Mm-hmm. But selfish Americans. <sighs> <laughs> that was dramatic. <laughs> but yeah, and just stay home also. Like I know... A lot of people are still like going out to the clubs and the bars and they just act like it's, you know, not a big deal. And, you know, people are saying, oh, look at the numbers. It's only like a 3% mortality rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but when... Huh? No, I think that because I honestly, in full transparency, I'm mm-hmm. one of the people that's making that argument. Because to right. me, I can look at because... data and statistics. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. but looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. I can do math, find the part by the whole, mm-hmm. get a percentage times 100. But it's just like... The numbers are very low to me. Well, if you and, look and at And then them, also the population of those who um, are dying. Well, if you look at it this way. Okay, so if you have 100 pennies on the table mm-hmm. and you take away three, mm-hmm. you think, okay, that's only three pennies. That's fine. Right. That's not a big deal. But if you have $100 million mm-hmm. on the table and I take away $3 million, that number deal. of $3 million is a big deal. I don't think I don't think so. It's a big deal. I mean, I've never had a hundred million, right? But, but when you it's put, just more significant of an amount, right? But, and but, so if there's the but there's seven almost there's like seven point eight billion people on the planet right now. They say about sixty percent could get infected with Seems coronavirus, uh-huh. and then of that sixty percent, about three percent could die right. from that. So that's I think about a hundred. Um, it's a lot of million. It's a people. lot. But to me, I think more to your like point is it's not. Million. That's a lot of people. It, it is. People just see a number and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's only three, three pennies. Right. But when you 
you know, exponentially multiply and you're like, okay, well, oh, three pennies versus, mm-hmm. you know, three million pennies. Okay. It could be somebody that I know. There's only 300 and about 27 million people in the U.S. Right. So I don't know how many look people, at it. but the statistics are also flawed here. And I feel like information is being kept from us. I'm sorry to get into my conspiracy theories, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm good for on. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like when I look at all the European data, they have like information on how many are tested of those tested, how many tested positive, yeah. mm-hmm. and then of those who tested positive, how many are in stable, critical condition, mm-hmm. and then how many have died. To yeah. me, that is like a, a uh, wider picture of the statistics. But we ain't got no tests here in the US. We don't have no tests here. Unless I mean, you <laughs> play for the NBA and you can get tested tomorrow. How about that? You know, I think it's if you do the positive results against the country mm-hmm. population, it's like 0.001%, which is small. But, but again, again people it's like comprehensively being tested. Right. And so that's the problem. You don't know. I mean, I could have the, the Rona right now. You probably do. Oop. Or you probably had it. Because, I mean, I think <laughs> for it to be as. Because, you know, about prolific, two weeks ago, I was, when we did our 75th episode, I was a little coffee, coffee, scratchy, scratchy, remember? Yeah, you probably I had, had something. I mean, I'd have the fever, though. But that's not everyone is um, feverish. Yeah, some people are asymptomatic. Yeah, you can either have classic presentation or a modified presentation of the symptoms. But with that, for the for it to be as prolific as it is now, I mean, it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And the test, yeah, a lot of people are going to you know show up positive for it because it's been around for a while. Right. And they weren't getting tested before, so now that they are getting tested, now you have an inflated sense of incidence and prevalence. Mm-hmm. So it's probably more prevalent in the society than the incidence is. Sure. I don't know, but I feel like, I can't think of any particular example right now, mm-hmm. but it's just like people are thinking that they're engaging in like safer hygiene practices mm-hmm. when in the fact they're not. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, and that's, I think it's just really simple. Again, wash your hands. If, you, if you're feeling sick, stay home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, wearing a face, the same face mask for two weeks <laughs> is actually, like, not going to help you. Like, I'm, I know a particular individual who's been walking around with the, the same exact face mask for mm-hmm. two weeks. I feel like there's more germs in that face mask than, like, is out in the, like, atmosphere yeah, that yeah. they're just breathing. So it's like, let's think here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Y'all need to watch Naomi Campbell's oh, YouTube video queen. on being Naomi. And she gave this full, it's like six minutes. It's so good. Almost like seven minutes. Um, about how to basically protect yourself from the corona. Because well, you know she had that video before, before where she like wipes down her plane seats and like She's been doing that since she was a teenager. Everything. Yeah, she's been doing it, she said, for a long time, like 17 years. She's a germaphobe. And... But she also travels a lot. She does. And she comes, you know, being like in planes and like just all this stuff. She comes in contact with a lot of people and a lot of different germs. So I mm-hmm. can respect that mm-hmm. about, you know, she's just really careful about what she comes in contact with. And so <laughs> she has on like this hazmat suit she got off of Amazon mm-hmm. for $15.99. <laughs> and she talks about the goggles that she puts on, the gloves. And she was really... um upset about the people at the airport who yeah. like handle your passports and With they no didn't gloves. have any gloves on which was and odd because like, you need to do it for yourself right she's like they didn't give the, air, the airline didn't give us yeah. any yeah she's like what about your family <laughs> yeah i love naomi but she's yeah. right especially she does travel a lot for mm-hmm. her job right mm-hmm. and she is saying like she's restricting her travel mm-hmm. and um but it was funny. She was like, I sat down on the plane with the hazmat suit. And she's like, the people in front of me and behind me like moved. Moved to the right. She's like, but that's okay. <laughs> they didn't want to sit beside me, but that's okay. I didn't want to sit beside you either. Right, right. Yeah. 
but just protect yourself. I think the quarantine and the stockpiling and like all of that, like it's a bit too much. Like if you care about the community, it's okay to care. It's okay to care about yourself, but you know, the bigger thing is to care about the community as well. But like, there's, there's like a point of like, take care of you and yours, Mm -hmm. but then like, don't be a detriment to others. Them and theirs. Them and theirs. Yes. Oh, Yes. Well, after all this discussion of the Rona, um, I know it's been a uncertain time for many of us. It's been anxiety-inducing and, quite frankly, a bit scary. Through these quarantines and through these lockdowns, I like quarantines, but a lockdown sounds lockdown too like sounds MSNBC like raw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but through these, like you know, social distancing, mm-hmm. it can kind of focus you to prioritize yourself, your well-being, be reflective, think about your goals, read. You know, do art, dance, listen to music, connect Fuck. with your loved ones, have sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, um, they bought some condoms though. The condoms were out of stock in the Target I went was to. Was that? Yes. People still use those. Oh, <laughs> you nasty bitch. I'm just talking about. Yeah. It's just I think that it can be a great time to kind of like regroup. Okay. And I think that there's like a spiritual recalibration that's happening throughout the world. Okay, Marianne Williamson over here. Yes. Oh, us. I'm happy for this quarantine because I don't like people like that. And I think that 9-11, there was a, after, after that, I feel mm-hmm. like there was a coming together of the country. Mm, that shit was real temporary. It, look, it was very temporary. Where we are right it, was, now. it was for a solid like 2.7 days. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now, it, the coming together is going to be different, but I think we all shared in this experience. Work life is not going to be the same. I, I think not. that employers are not going to see that telecommuting is actually very viable. Unless you work at a bullshit company who is like, no, you still got to come to work. Because right. they're not set up for that. Right. I do hope that something positive comes out of this. I do not think it's going to be permanent. No. Um, so I think we just have to take what, it, what we get. Mm. And I don't think the U.S. is going to be like the people in Italy where they're like singing on the balconies and like playing their instruments and even doing like um aerobics and yoga and like all kind of stuff on their balconies it's gonna be like fuck you and all this right but our cultures are different even in europe like people are much more in the streets their homes are smaller than ours Mm -hmm. i think their 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 communities are more based in community where ours are more based in isolation and Pornhub, the people yes. in Thank Italy. Thank you for sending that video. <laughs> <laughs> you watched it. I did. The people in Italy, the Pornhub in Italy, they're giving premium subscriptions premium. for free to everybody in Italy. Wow. While they are on the lockdown. Think about how many Corona babies are going to be born. Yeah. Mar- <laughs> uh, December, January. Mm-hmm. Popping. Even February is going to be a mess next year. It's going to be <laughs> A baby boom. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Speaking of someone else who was on lockdown. <laughs> yes. Lockdown. 23 years. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced last week to 23 years imprisonment. He was facing a maximum of 25. So the judge oh, okay. gave him a pretty, um, I'm not even going to say harsh, but I'm going to say reasonable sentence. Re- given yeah, given the sentencing guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty safe to say that he will not meet any uh, pro uh, parole. Uh, qualifications that man will likely die in prison well he just had a heart attack did he yeah like, self-induced probably probably I um, he was working that walker honey <laughs> i wonder if he got some tennis balls yeah <laughs> no totally yeah but yeah he had a heart attack over the weekend i think oh but i mean i mean not all but you know what i'm saying like he better hope for the corona child. so he can get out of here real quick real quick but quick anyway. fast in a hurry 
Speaking of someone else who made some questionable life decisions, that takes us to our next category. <laughs> Florida gubernatorial candidate. He lost. He lost. Yeah. He did. It was kind of like a Stacey Abrams situation in Florida. Um, Andrew Gillum, who I didn't feature him for some reason. I could not put my finger on it. Was he running against like a Latin guy? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't feature him either. I forget why, though. His logo was cute, but I think that was it. Yeah. It was just something about him. I, I don't think, know. Uh, let me not say that as well. What? <laughs> I think I didn't like, like his wife's weave. No, but that's just <sighs> terrible. That's so, like, misogynistic, uh, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I did not feature him. But also, he's from Florida, and I don't feature that entire state. Oh. So. Well, they fucked it up in 2016. They fuck it up always. Well, that is true. Didn't they fuck up um, Al Gore? Yes, the hang- Ch- hanging chairs. the hanging chairs. <laughs> oh, mess. Anyway... Your boy, Andrew Gillum, who people are saying, you know, he's like, was he on, on CNN? Well, no, he was actually during the um, Hillary election. I believe, yeah, there they had April. What's her last name? April Ryan. They had Angela, Angela Rye. Yeah. They had Bakari Sellers mm-hmm. and they had Andrew Gillum. Yeah. Host on, the panel. on like this panel. Mm-hmm. It, it was like black excellence. Yeah. Personified. It was just like. They spoke to a particular um, viewer. Mm-hmm. It was just entertaining, and it was good to have this all-black panel, two mm-hmm. women, two men, and, you know, all highly adept in their field, discussing politics. Mm-hmm. And I believe after that segment, which is like a one-time thing. It was like a one-off, yeah. Uh, CNN was like, this was great. We're going to give you guys yeah. your own show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was going to be a panel show, because of course they can't give a Negro one show. Well, well, I mean, Don Lemon got his, but that's also well, Don she Lemon. Did. <laughs> and she's very whitewashed. <laughs> right. But um, for Angela Rye, April Ryan, like Bakari Sellers mm-hmm. uh, and him, this is a big move. But the show hasn't gone live yet to my knowledge. Still hasn't? Mm-hmm. No. Well, mm-hmm. But I think it was during the... And these, it won't? <laughs> it was during the midterms. Oh, it was the midterms. a midterm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Gillum is from Tallahassee. He was the former mayor of Tallahassee. He ran for governor in 2018. Um, so he, you know, was, he lost the race, but it kind of did have a silver lining because, you know, he got like this national attention from, you know, all the like voter suppression stuff and mm-hmm. everything that was going on in, in Florida at the time. And he parlayed that into like a CNN um, gig. And, you know, he's had, he was, on some short lists to be a VP, potential running mate for several of the Democratic candidates okay. this time. But, baby, that is gone <laughs> right now. Because over the weekend, he got caught up in a hotel room. A hotel or a motel? I think it was a motel. I think it was a motel, too. In my mind. In my mind, it was a motel. It was a motel situation yeah. going on. So, he was down... At the Super 8, down by the airport. Because, you know, that's always, like, the worst one. Right. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know which hotel <laughs> But, so, there was a police report that went out. It said Andrew Gillum and two men, which oh. I was, when I read two men, I was like, oh, okay. Man, at, the, at that hour. At that hour, Andrew Gillum was inebriated beyond being coherent. There was another man who... Which I still don't understand, because I drinks, right? Who? I drinks. A lot. A lot. Yeah. I can count on half a hand how many times I've been that inebriated. 
No. <laughs> okay, maybe one hand. Lot. <laughs> but not not exceeding one hand. Yeah, like 5, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, definitely not around 15. But uh, still, like, in recent memory. Okay. In, like, the past five years, I've not been, like, that. Like, wasted. Like, you know, two sheets to the wind, mm-hmm. drunk. Mm-hmm. And the second man um, who was there was a younger guy. In like he was like thirty years old, body down out like Jim Bunny, Tim Tails exclusive, honey. <laughs> right? Um, body down, who was also inebriated. He went into cardiac arrest or I something. Don't think he, was he was high up as a kite. Yeah, on crystal meth. Uh huh. So as soon as I read meth, I was like, hold up, only the gays do meth. Well, that's not true. The gays, the Connecticut housewives, and like the like mountainous people in the Rockies. <laughs> right, but you know, I was I, I watched, in Miami um, though. I watched Breaking Bad, but in Miami, yeah, in Miami, <laughs> I was like, only the gays was doing something. Bad. Right, and then there was the the third guy who was like well into his fifties, who was the one who actually called like the paramedics right. and the cops. Well, I have read, made it seem like. The guy in his 30s with the hot body mm-hmm. has a rent man account. Yeah, that came out afterwards. And it seemed like the guy in his 50s was maybe his pimp. Uh, okay. That's what I gathered. Well, so the that older guy, the older guy came to do a check in. The younger guy, his credit card information to rent the room. Right. The room. So that was suspect. And the younger guy has a whole fiance. Wow. He looked good too. He does too. Yeah. <laughs> They be in that gym. But Andrew, what was you doing there? I just don't know how a forty year old is he to me, I mean, maybe my perception of age is just weird, but Andrew Gillum's a handsome man, right? Objectively. He's a good looking guy. But forty he does not look He doesn't look forty. He looks about good forty seven to me. Yeah. Forty five to forty seven. Late forties at the he's mid to late forties. Um but I mean that's not an issue here. (laughs) But it's just like even, let's give him 40. Okay. But what is a 40-year-old straight black man with three children mm-hmm. and a wife? And a whole wife. Doing at a hotel room at 1 o'clock in the morning with a body down. With gay a white man. man escort. Red man escort. And his, and his pimp. <laughs> Please tell me. I, well, I know what's going on. He said he was leaving a wedding. What well, wedding left out? I mean, maybe the wedding might have let out and he might have like hopped over. But my thing is this. You had to have known this escort from before. Mm-hmm. Well, the escort said that they've been friends for a while. Friends. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> right. But what is Andrew Gillum, Tallahassee mayor, and Florida gubernatorial candidate doing, being friends with an escort? Listen, people do what they do. And I'm under no illusions that people don't do what they do. Mm-hmm. They do. They I do. know it, okay? Yeah. I know for a fact. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, is they don't do it this sloppy. First well. of all, Mr. Gillum, if you're going to do these kinds of things, what you do is you never meet at the Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. <laughs> what you do, you have them come to you, right? No. You, no, 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 no. But not to your home. Mm-hmm. Not to... You, you get a... Uh, Airbnb, you get a temporary address somewhere on the other side of town. In somebody else's, in someone else's well, neighborhood. The other guy rented the room for but, but no, no, but you don't do it at a motel because that's like mm. automatically seedy. Mm. You and whole novice. This is not how Drake does it. Okay. 
Or he was a bit too comfortable. I mean, this ain't his first time with this guy. So, ah. True, but the NDA should have been involved. Um, But the NDA is automatically like, you know, null and void when you're calling 911 because someone's in cardiac arrest because they're overdosing. Yeah. Having an NDA makes it look that much more suspect. But no one knows about the NDA because that's a part of the NDA. Uh, People know. Andrew fucked up the thing. He ain't gonna be nobody's VP. Never. His career is done. Done. Girl, he said today he's going to rehab. Uh, what? Yeah. So that, so he's admitting well, he has a drug problem. Well, first he admitted that he was drunk. And I was like, girl, you wasn't that drunk. That's not, I, Last time I was that drunk was that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> was the Obama inauguration in D.C. First term. The second time I was that drunk, which I don't remember, was one of my birthdays when we went to stir. But <laughs> I, I don't remember that one. Every, well, everybody else does, because you threw up all over that bench. I was banned from that place. Yeah. Oh, God. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, it takes a lot to get to that point. Right. Um, but he was probably doing other stuff, too. I'm sure of it. That's why, like, meth is, like, hardcore. Right. And... The older guy, he said when he got to the room, uh, Andrew was like throwing up in the toilet or somewhere in the bathroom, maybe not even the toilet. And then the other guy was like passed out somewhere and it just looked like a bad situation to even end up in. Because, you know, just the levels of connections that were going on, like how if you were that drunk, how did you end up in the room? Allegedly, he drove there. Yeah. Like, if you were that drunk, like to me, you didn't get that drunk at that motel. You had to have been drinking prior to at the wedding. But how did you... Child, well, no wedding, because the escort was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Right. I mean, again, but but the story has to flow. But it doesn't. There's a way to do it. You don't roll up to Mm -hmm. to the Super 8. As a former gubernatorial candidate. I mean, you think Aaron Schock was doing that? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know, these gays be hoes. (laughs) (laughs) But with... So with Andrew, I think where... He has like three kids. So? That's true. That don't mean nothing. But with him, when he initially said in his statement that he had never done methamphetamines, it's like, oh, okay. So you it was on cocaine cocaine or something. So it right. wasn't it wasn't meth, but it was something else. Because the and cocaine then, and the alcohol might have made him throw up. Yeah, and then he was like, "I request privacy at this time for me I, and my family." It's like, um, you don't get the right to do okay. that. Okay, and if you was just drunk and on a bender, do you need privacy, girl? I had too much of them um, specialty cocktails down at the wedding, right? The signature drink or whatever. And don't most married people go to a wedding with together? Their spouse? Like yeah. again, like. If I had a whole spouse, I'm going to the wedding with them. Yeah. So then I was like, mm, okay. And then where are the pictures from the wedding? Right. Who is even getting married? Right. You know, the Rona is canceling these weddings. People are <laughs> getting their refunds. Who's getting married right, right. now, sir? You would have been on somebody's Instagram, something tagged in the picture. Right. Oh, shit. Andrew Gillum is at my wedding, girl. Mm-hmm. And then you ask for privacy, and then you immediately go into rehab. Right. Mm. But the gag is, as you know, for me... I mean, I, I can look at him and be like, oh, he's a handsome man. Okay. But I never, like, picked him for gay. Maybe because I didn't lust him. That's fine. But that's fine. But, like, I, not that I was, sh- I wasn't shocked by the story because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, nothing shocks me anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But I'm not surprised. You I'm know not what I'm saying? Like, I'm not surprised at all. Surprised. And then 
like the levels of the story. I'm like, okay, okay, girl. Like he, she's deep in. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Meth is not like the first step. Yeah. <laughs> meth is not the gateway like, drug. But, but you, you are deep in. You yeah. <laughs> you old Tina Queen girl. 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 You a seasoned gay. Right. You know. But like he got a whole three kids. But it's funny because his wife's name I believe is Chai. Or... I don't know. But when I read it, remember the first the the. Like Latin guy off the first season of Queer Eye for, for the Straight Guy, his name's like Jai Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name was spelled similarly. Yeah. So I was like, oh, oh, I was like, but well, wait, I was no. like, I, this this fact would not have like, yeah, passed no. me. Mm-hmm. But then I looked up her picture and she's yeah. a whole woman. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that he needs to be th- very thankful to the Rona <laughs> because if the Rona was not happening, yeah, this story would get a lot more. Um, press because I, I haven't seen it on any of the major news sites it's all, only been like the gay news sites really i listen to also very leftists yeah, news <laughs> but i haven't seen it on huffington post which is a blog site like i haven't seen it on those i think it's sites. there but it just gets pushed down because so much other stuff like is happening. i'm sure but like I, again, again like when i, I have it's there mm-hmm. but i'm you have to go searching for it well i saw it on on like NBC or, or I mean it's definitely on there, but that's more in relation to the escort guy, right? And because I mean, they got all his pictures, he's cute, and he got a body. Body. He looks yeah. short though. Probably, probably. But I heard he was like a is he a pharmacist or something? A he's dentist. in nursing school. Oh, he's in nursing to be a registered nurse. Uh, oh, that's it, girl. You can get that online. Well, don't do that. You can. You can. Listen, that's a hard task. It is, but. It's disappointing. It's a little funny to me. Because also as like a black gay or black same-sex attracted person. Because like, although he might not have like been forward-facing with that, he knows what it is. Yeah. You know that you got to be that much more tight with your shit. Like you cannot be out here sloppy. Like he was just sloppy. I just think he was comfortable. And I think if he did know this guy for a while, then, you know, you get a little loose. With everything. Yeah. He's probably going to his house. But I don't know. That's not a good look not for Andrew. But to immediately go to rehab, I think that is the That's an quintessential, yes, admission of whatever, you know, happened. I'm just trying to escape it. Right. And you're in rehab for a number of weeks. He's hoping that it'll die down enough that he can come back. Well, I mean, it happened during the Rona. This is like, <laughs> I mean, this is a blessing for yeah. him. From the, from the news timeline perspective. Yeah, definitely. So... He's lucky on that, but I mean, because that's his silver. You know, he had a a, um, a bigger silver lining. I mean, Jesse Small wished for this. Duh. You know, the <laughs> best. It's time for I, I said, said what, what I, I said. said this week. My I said what I said goes to misutilizing. Is that a word? It's gonna be misutilizing LinkedIn. Okay, I'm getting messages in my inbox from financial planners. But I'm getting them, like, in abundance. You broke? I'm not broke. Oh. I mean, well, I mean, honey, I'm always broke because <laughs> okay. I'm always aspiring. But I'm just saying, like, I'm getting, like, so many messages from... But what are they saying, though? Hey, Justin, do you need wealth management? Um... Like, let me, like, help you set up, like, your mm-hmm. investments and mm-hmm. this and that and the third. They're financial planners, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
It's not a proper well, utilization of this social media platform. LinkedIn is a professional social media platform. LinkedIn is for your professional headshot. Like a couple weeks ago, we had like, didn't Dolly Parton start that like meme where it had like your Instagram, <laughs> your Facebook, your LinkedIn, and, and your, your like Tinder. your Tinder. Yeah. Right. Like there are four separate and distinct platforms. Mariah killed that. <laughs> she did. <laughs> or exes. Yes. But again, there are four separate and distinct platforms. Yes to be utilized for the different facets of one's life. LinkedIn is clearly for the professional persona that one projects. I had someone, this is back in the fall, um, message me on LinkedIn. Under pretenses of it being a professional connection, we went on a coffee date, which in professional world, a coffee date is like a, you call it a date, but it's not a romantic date. It's a coffee meeting. It's like a, yeah, like a meeting. Um, but the coffee meeting turned into a full-blown date. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was digging him. So was, he dug you later. <laughs> stop. <laughs> so it was okay, right? <laughs> but I also had to let him know, like, that's not cool. Like, you can't slide in my DMs on LinkedIn. That wasn't the first time he did that. It wasn't. He was, a, he was an aficionado at wow. that. When I'm on LinkedIn, it's either I'm promoting myself professionally or I'm promoting my business professionally. And I'm trying to acquire business, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I respect that financial planners are trying to acquire business. But to me, I believe that it, 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 it oversteps a line when you directly message me mm-hmm. trying to acquire my business. Anyone that hits me up over LinkedIn and wants me to utilize them for those services, mm-hmm. I will automatically not use you. I'm sorry. Because to me, it, well, it shows a lapse in your a lapse in judgment of your professionalism. It's not a good look. You look desperate. No team, no shade. But it's just not a good look. It's just marketing. And but, but the marketing has of, gone too it's too invasive. But there's all sorts of algorithms and just different stuff going on behind the scenes, coding in different websites that you look at and tagging and just all kind of different marketing. Um mechanisms basically and that's how you target new business that's don't how take you a, lose new business because i fucking hate it it's a pet peeve of mine i can't fucking before stand every it. they might it. send out a hundred of those and they might get two you might win some but you just lost one <laughs> okay, i'm sorry <laughs> but for all of the, for like the hundred they send out they might get two hits and that's fine it's just part of their scheme i guess but i feel like it's an overreach and i said what i said Please but you're using it, it to get days Smash. Well, no, I didn't go into that. It was very surreptitious. I did admonish him on how inappropriate that was. While y'all were smashing? Yes. Oh, <laughs> some role play. Okay, all right. <laughs> Best. My, I said what I said for this week. It is um, kind of dealing with the, the whole corona that we have going on right now. So, I pretty sure that if you um, have noticed, like when you go into certain news websites, like the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, um, things like that, um, if you try to access articles, then sometimes you'll get a pop-up that says you've reached your max articles for the month. Mm -hmm. In order to view, to read the rest of this article, please subscribe for X amount of of dollars, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. New York Magazine does that. Yeah, New York Magazine, and it's ridiculous and in a times time, oh sorry mm-hmm. at the time you said in a time <laughs> yeah. times magazine is yeah in a time where you know we have this global pandemic going on in a time where we have an election cycle i think that these news outlets they don't have the right to limit people's access to information because that's essentially what they're doing right and you have to 
you know, they want you to pay for it in order to read this article that could um, elucidate some facts for me, that could inform me in a way that, you know, is not on like Twitter where people are just taking screenshots of misinformation and, you know, proliferating that. Mm -hmm. And it's just annoying when, you know, we live in a time where the information is at our fingertips, but you got to pay for it. Like it's hand sanitizer that they're hoarding. And that's, and that's the perpetuation of, you know, wealth and Mm -hmm. inadequacy and access. But also it's, why people have to turn to Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn, right? Facebook, for Facebook for their news, and it just is a disservice because you know you have people who need this information who you know won't get it elsewhere, who right. can't you know just really sit down and watch the nightly news, or you know we live in this um, space where the news changes, you know every hour there's an update every five minutes there's another update there's you know and there's facts that are coming out that could potentially save people's lives and i think that the new york times wall street journal times magazine forbes like whoever is you know holding being the gatekeeper for this information they need to rethink their their policies especially at a time right now because people need this information and i'm not gonna pay 9.99 to read this article when i could pay $4.99 Four ninety nine and be on somebody's OnlyFans. Ooh, NPR is my go-to, mm. but that's national. That voice would be too boring. You don't like Terry Gross? Mm. They talk too like that. <laughs> but give the people what they want, and they want these facts about what is going on in the world today. And I said what I said. Well, let's hop into the next segment of the show. It's time for tens, tens, tens across across the board. board. So my tens this week goes to all of the healthcare workers who were out there on the front lines. Um, battling the spread and proliferation proliferation of the coronavirus, also known here colloquially as the the Rona. Rona. I didn't know until I did my research that, like, there's There's multiple, there's lots of different kind Mm -hmm. of coronavirus. This is called the novel because it's new. Right, right. I really just do want to give our tens to... um, our healthcare workers, our nurses, our doctors, our researchers, those people who are on the front lines helping to treat this disease, who are trying to come up with a... Is it a, a disease? Yeah. No? It's an infectious disease. I In this infectious that. disease, yeah. um, who are trying to come up with a vaccination, and in the meantime, well, who are Trump trying... trying to buy that vaccine. <laughs> he is? Did, you didn't see that? No, man. Oh, my God. So there's this German um, company, I think it's called CureVac, and they... <sighs> They put out, um, it was on Reuters, Thomson Reuters, Mm -hmm. um, the news outlet, and they said that Trump tried to purchase the exclusive rights to this vaccine for the U.S. only. Yeah, he was. Oh, no, I saw something. Yeah, he was explicitly saying for the U.S. only. This man is horrible. So he wants to kill the rest of the world. I mean, he's trying to make keep America great. Uh, I guess. Mm. So my tens this week is going to. People who are affected by the coronavirus, and not just the patients, it also goes to the people whose livelihoods, careers, um, paychecks they coin is in jeopardy because of the all the major shutdowns, travel industry, hospitality, hotels, restaurants are shutting down. Yeah, anyone in the service industry. Service industry. Yeah, Drag it's just. <laughs> drag queens too the drag queens are suffering yeah i mean they work on tips right um you can't get the tips if 
the clubs closed. So, you know, a lot of people, we are, you know, upset that we got to stay home with our badass kids and we can't just pawn them off on the teacher to deal with all day. But, you know, people get to work from home. Some people don't. Like, you know, you should be thankful that you have a job that, you know, you can still work at home or work from home. But some people just can't go to work. And like the shift workers, you know, just people are just out of work. And, you know, this is going to have a lot of downstream effects because it's going to affect their mortgages, their rent, their bills. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of stuff is still going to be due. Yes. They're not like <laughs> Italy. They're not going to pay your mortgage. Yeah. And if you don't have any money coming in, then, you know, it's just. Right. Uh, worrisome time for a lot of people it is. so it's scary it's uncertain mm-hmm. so if you have an extra ten dollars a little 20 twin buy a gift card for a restaurant that has closed down um donate some money to someone send somebody some money on a cash app something to help them pay their bills all right, guys. Well, we want to thank all our listeners for listening in this week. Remember to sanitize your headphones, wash your hands, and to keep safe and keep healthy in these times of the Rona. We'll see you all next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Bye. Bye. <laughs>